obviously we don't like to throw any of our guests under the bus so we won't name names but i i think it's very evident when you start talking to someone if this is going to be an enjoyable podcast <laughs> and in the sense that like you want it to you want it to be a fun conversation but also you want it to be something that is easy to listen to and you know digestible for for the audience i think we had one example where like you what like what you said it was kind of like one word or two word answers and it wasn't going anywhere you know and we were like hey like how did you kind of overcome setbacks in, in the beginning when people doubted you and it was like just kept going it's like okay I, that, i'm not like i'm sure you did <laughs> but like can you give us more you know and it's like we want to understand yeah, your story me. yeah it's yeah. like we want to tell a story and this is your chance to tell a story so why don't why aren't you saying anything? So, and then I'm just like, this. We had like six or seven questions, and we're we're at like the 15 minute mark, and we're like, we're at question six already, man. Like, this is not going good. Welcome to Inside the Podcast Studio, the show where we go behind the scenes with successful independent podcasters to help and inspire you on your podcast journey. I'm your host, Rob Jay, and in this episode, we hear from the hosts of the Generation Hustle podcast, Sheriston and Amon. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to, how to use your podcast as a way to have conversations with people you usually wouldn't be able to, building your brand and a following before you focus on monetizing. You're going to hear how they edit their podcast without using audio software. Yep, that's right. It blew my mind a little bit too. How they land guests for their show and much, much more. And make sure you stay tuned for the end of this episode because I finally looked at what the first 30 days of download numbers look like for this podcast. And I go into detail about all of that at the end of the show. So now here's my conversation with Sheriston and Aman. So to get into it, so for people that are listening... Um, one question that I, I'm super interested in from talking to podcasters is outside of podcasting, like what is it that you guys do? What does your what does your life look like outside of podcasting? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so work wise, I'm, I'm working finance. Uh, so I work for a pharmaceutical company. I'm in their finance division, and so that's kind of been my path. Um, always, I've kind of stayed in the accounting and finance kind of fields. Um, but yeah, outside of that, just kind of you know figuring out uh, like our life path. Like I know I, I'm we. We're both in the business field, and so that kind of exposes us to so many different categories and so many different industries within that. Um, and so we're always just like exploring different ways to kind of uh, find out different businesses or see see where we can take ourselves. You know, I think um, this generation is kind of the first or one of the leading ones where we're kind of straying away from the norm of always working that nine to five life. And so Amin and I are kind of always just looking for different opportunities to kind of uh, expand, expand and see where we can go. Yeah, so uh, similar to Sheriston, I work in finance, but um, I work in like the startup space. So spent the last four to five years in that space is just an interest of mine. I've just always been fascinated with like small companies and taking them to, you know, a uh, larger scale. And then, yeah, like Sheriston mentioned, it's just, uh, you know, trying to execute on new little things, just experimenting and having fun, because uh, I always think that's the best way to learn. Um, you're not if you're not trying, you're not going to learn. And like people need to know who the hell cares if you fail? Like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. Like the background story of how we met is um, we both know each other from high school uh, through university. We didn't really talk and interact much, but uh, I started like a mini little blog series for tech folk in Toronto. Um, and he reached out and saying, hey, why don't we just formulate this into a, like a podcast series and take a different spin on it and broaden the um, topic and horizon of topics that we can have. So we we thought of some ideas and we're like, 
hey, we're both millennials. There's a lot of problems going around with millennials. Um, and then we had to think of a name. What's synonymous with millennials? Hustle. We just called it Generation Hustle. And that's kind of how we all, this all came about. So yeah, it's just, uh, you know, experimenting, having fun and just going out there, trying new things. Okay. All right. Awesome. You, so you said, you know, you, like, Amon, you started a blog and then um, Sharon some message you and it was like, you know, this should be a podcast. So my question is why, like, why was that your thought? Like this should be a podcast. I think uh, if you look at like where I think entertainment and stuff is going, I think podcasting as a format is very consumable. Um, obviously, a lot of people think like there'll be Joe Rogan right away. Uh, it, it, we quickly realized that's not the case. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a form of content that's really consumable. And I think people uh, just enjoy it. It's like almost like accessing music uh, in a way. Uh, but it's like learning and you can go... Uh, maybe if you're on a run, you can listen on a podcast, you can do that. So I think the format in which a podcast is created is uh, really consumable. And that's why it has advantages to say other pieces of content. Um, and then, you know, kind of we layered on with like the whole YouTube thing and the video side of thing. Because uh, that you see your body language, you see the appeal and stuff like that. So um, I, I think that's the advantage. And it's just a trend where a lot of companies are going towards that. Whether you're successful or not, there's a whole like formula, I guess, in terms of creating podcasts too. And we're still learning that. We're still early stages and, and stuff like that too. Yeah. Just to add to that, I mean, like, I feel like, um, you know, the blog style is always important. Like you need to have that written format to kind of anything that you do. But I feel like just being in the business field, like being with business leaders and kind of in that space, having that opportunity to have a sit down or like a face to face is just, it's ridiculous, right? There's nothing more valuable than that. And it's like, there, you're going to find examples where you just kind of send them questions. And it's like, hey, just answer these and send it back and I'll, I'll post it. But like this kind of gives us an opportunity to have that face to face. So that too, right? Yeah, totally, totally. So what did that process look like? You know, you decide on a podcast, I guess, because somebody new coming into a podcast, right? It sounds easy, right? I just record something I do on my phone. I put it out. And then like we both like well, all three of us know that there's a whole other thing involved with that. So like, so like, what did that look like? And and. Also, kind of, how did you launch the show? Did you just put it out there? Did you have a launch strategy? Like, what did like what did that whole process look like? For sure, I'll let uh, Amin speak to kind of like a launch strategy. That was um, like he was more kind of behind the scenes on that. Um, but in terms of like the editing side, is is where I get involved in stuff. But it was it was a lot. I think even when we go back, even when we look back now onto our, like our first ten episodes, I'm like, dude, we took a Zoom audio, and like you can tell it sounds awful. You know, like all those little things, and like now that we've kind of learned and built onto that, it's like we understand even the smallest nuances that go into it. So, um, yeah, I think even now we're still learning. Like we're still trying to play around with different things. Like this was a, a really cool opportunity for us to kind of play around with Riverside and see how it is, because that's might be something that we like too. Um, and so things like that, it's just kind of we learn it one by one, and if it if it suits us, and we we incorporate it, right? So. Yeah, it was, it was tough in the beginning, but we're here. And yeah, just to add on that, I think just the power of Google. So really, if you're going into it, uh, I have no idea. Just like, you know, we just uh, read a few blogs. Um, it's like, what equipment do you need and stuff like that? Um, how to how to edit. And Sherston is like the wizard behind the editing. Um, so I'm not, I don't really get the, I don't need credit for that. Um, but, uh, you know, exploring different options and then, in, in terms of like structuring our conversations and stuff, we started looking at like other really good podcasts um, and how they kind of interview. And, and I think before we even launched or any of that, we just wanted a format in terms of, you know, how, how are we going to transition? How are we going to you know ask these questions and stuff like that? Um, how, how are we doing our research? 
Uh, so I think that was really important. Um, and again, we've, we've gotten better over time that we've recorded like 50 something odd episodes now. Um, and you know, like a first few are like not as good, especially the first, the first one is just like, Oh damn, well, what do I say next kind of thing? Um, so like, you know, over time we've just learned, um, and in terms of like the launch strategy. So, and I, and I think it's always important to kind of build interest, um, before you actually launch anything. So, um, what kind of appeal do you have? So, um, just using your existing networks. And I, I believe in this a lot. It's called network effects. It just has mass appeal and it's organic reach, little to no cost to you. Um, and so when you're launching, uh, I think a lot of people just say, Hey, let's just put like a thousand bucks down on like Spotify ads and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that's the right approach. If you want to kind of build a true, strong, like loyal fan base, uh, just cause if you just trying to get downloads and I think that's what people get confused about is just like early, early on, you're not going to get like say $10,000 or $1,000 an episode. It's not going to happen, right? This, let's be realistic. And so our launch strategy was really just use our existing networks to have our message shared out, like constructed in a way where it's like, this is what you guys are missing out on. We know this is an existing problem with millennials and this is how we are going to share stories uh, around the podcast and we just blasted it on like LinkedIn and other socials. Um, and we used uh, our Instagram page to, to our advantage as well. Um, and throughout the different stages in order to build more interest, we've been doing these little small community initiatives. Um, so we, we built like a, a little video kind of promote like small business, uh, small businesses. We got over like nearly 10 K views on that video overall. Um, and like a lot of interaction to that, uh, a lot of city mirrors and stuff like that, promoting it too. Um, and so it's like these little small activities, like it's a small investment, but has a big return. So, um, I think storytelling is really effective. And one company that does this, I think the best is a company called midday squares. Um, so if you ever kind of look at their story, they're a Canadian chocolate uh, bar company. Um, so Nick would probably be mad if I said it's a chocolate bar company, it's a functional chocolate bar. Um, and so they essentially, uh, from day to day, they literally have someone on their crew record how the daily lifestyle of the business. So you build an authentic connection with the individual. It's really unique. So, uh, we're, we're trying to learn and take that now, um, and try to see how we invest in that as well. All right. That's awesome. So I have so many questions on what you just said, but one of the things that I wanted to ask as a side note, your episodes are like on average, at least from what I've listened to and what I've seen, say, say like an hour ish, right? So how long does it take to edit that conversation? Because I imagine the conversation is probably longer than what we hear. Um, so like, what, like, how long does that take? Typically, I want to say like an hour long conversation takes me like three hours to edit. But it, it also depends on the type of conversations. Like we have some guests where, you know, the conversation flows so well. And it's like the amount of work you got to do is so minimal because it's just everything is, is boom, boom, boom. But Sometimes, you know, you have uh, a lot of gaps and things like that, especially in our early days, like we mentioned, where it, it's weird because we didn't really understand how to have those conversation gaps and things like that, um, it, especially when it's like through through Zoom and things like that. So it's like you got to edit all those little like little noises and stuff. So that's when it probably took the longest. But I want to say on average, like an hour takes like a good two to three hours. Okay. All right. I'm just checking because it takes me about the same amount of time. And I always feel like there's so many people that talk about editing and I've heard people like I asked somebody the other day, you know, how long does it take? And they're like, you know, five minutes. And it's like, I don't know what editing they're doing. And maybe the episodes are really like short or, you know, if it's just you, 
and it's way faster. But yeah, I'm just checking because if you had turned around and said 15 minutes, I would have been like, right, walk me through that whole process because I need to know this. So. Yeah. And to that point too, like I'm sure, you know, some people have, have, have are much better editors. I don't claim to be in a, a, a great editor. I just kind of learn it too, right? So yeah, I mean, I feel like we're, apart from like the audio professionals, like we're all in the same boat, right? You learn from YouTube and you come across a problem and somebody solved it and then you figure out like you just copy what they did. But um, in, ter- in terms of like guests, because you had guests from day one. so. How did you like get your first few guests? Because you know you didn't have a podcast, so like, how do you approach someone and say, "Will you be on my podcast?" And then after that, like, how has that changed over time in terms of your approach to getting guests now? Uh, yeah, I think in terms of that, so like initially when we wanted to launch, we recorded like eight episodes, so we had like ample amount of time to work on other things at the same time. So we like kind of preloaded up. Uh, in terms of the strategy, what we did was we built our media kit, we built the website out. Uh, to give an idea to individuals that you know, this thing is real, not fake and stuff like that, but uh, is really relying on like an, your existing network. So, um, and the funny thing is like a lot of podcasters might not realize like uh, people love sharing their story. Um, and so you have to sell them on that. Like, Hey, like we love what you're doing. Um, do you want to share your story on this new podcast that we're doing? And literally in two seconds, you're, uh, summarize the value that you're kind of posing on the podcast. Like, for us, we're uh, proposing like, you know, we want millennials to pursue their passions through, you know, uh, sharing the narrative stories of um, other professionals and other young uh, founders um, and how they kind of built out their career and or business. So it's really simple. Uh, you can understand it. And uh, and so like that's kind of how we approached the first few. And then after that, it's either through, you know, using our existing guests to ask for new guests or what we always do is just uh, kind of um, go on LinkedIn, cold message individuals or somebody now we're getting actually a lot of individuals that want to be on our show. And so it's, it's different. Like we're, we're not always searching and people are actually coming to us. So, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good change, I guess, a change of pace. Yeah. That's very nice. It's always, that's like a nice note of recognition, right? When people are actually approaching you to like, can yeah. I be on the show? Awesome. All right. So, so another question that I had around the show is so I guess a better way to word it before we go forward is like, what was the goal of the show for like both for you and then for the listener? Cause I like, cause you can, uh, to give you an example, um, cause I feel like otherwise uh, people feel like I'm putting them in a corner, like, Oh, I can't say this. So like, for example, this show, right. Is because I, one is because I wanted a show where somebody talks to podcasters so I can learn stuff, but also so that I can be like, Oh, okay, I'm doing it right. Or, you know, it's a normal, it's normal to get one download in your first episode. And then on the other side is like, well, if it turns into something, then, you know, maybe I'll have a Patreon page or maybe I'll sell a course about stuff that I've learned. I don't know. So like in terms of the goal of the show, like what was it, what was the overall goal like for you guys? And then what was the goal that you were trying to like the value that you were trying to provide to or you are trying to provide to to your listeners? From my perspective, I mean, this is probably a little different, but when I saw I'm in kind of doing those little interviews um, and kind of seeing the script out it, I was like, dude, this is a great way to just meet people. Right. Like, and that was my personal thing. I was like, if I can read books, you can Google stuff, but there's nothing quite like learning from someone who's already done it. And um, it's hard to just kind of reach out and be like, hey, can you teach me stuff? Right. Like, or I think back in the day, it was kind of like, um, you know, you'd reach out to uh, some some high ranking executive and be like, hey, I'll work for you for free if you just let me like learn these things. Right. Now it's kind of like, yo, just can you talk to me? Like, just give me an hour of your time. You can, you know, (laughs) sit in your couch and just 
call me and tell me what you do and like and and that kind of starts that relationship so for me it was more just how do i learn and also make these um, connections um, in an easier way than you know going to networking events and things like that and like this just presented itself um so that was kind of what it was for me and then it was kind of like hey now you can build out something that provides you some money on the side like that's great and then you have like a platform to speak which is even more valuable so like those things build on but i think for me it was kind of just how do i network and kind of build and learn from this and this was a great way to connect yeah similar to chersen i think like it's the whole networking side of things so which is really cool you know i've uh, always wanted to meet new people different industries and this is a way where it's almost like an easy way to kind of meet a high level individual cuz again who doesn't want to share their story so uh hey you have you built a connection in um and these individuals again will refer you to others and others so you, it's again that thing i started uh, talking about early on that network effect and so you just kind of grow that and it's really good and then the last thing it's probably just like the learning experience you learn like you take bits and pieces out of all these podcasts and you learn how to apply it into you know what you're doing whether it's at work or even kind of at this podcast that we're doing um and i think that's huge for us just cuz we're getting like a few little techniques here and there that we might not have thought of um uh, that these successful founders have done and implemented so uh it's always it's a learning experience at the same time okay all right that's awesome so then i guess the obvious question from that is so like to each of you what would you say is like the number one or if you've got more you can go for more um thing that you've learned through doing your podcast that you found like really really beneficial just a quick interruption and then we'll get right back to the conversation I just wanted to tell you if you haven't yet subscribed and followed this podcast in your podcast app of choice then make sure you go and do that so you don't miss a future episode of Inside the Podcast Studio and also make sure you hit that auto download button so as soon as an episode is released it will get downloaded straight to your device and it's ready for you to listen and now let's get back to the conversation I think for me it's just been there's always more that you can do um and, and I and I mean that in the sense of like you get a baseline of, you know, what hard work is or what like, you know, success is based on your experiences, but when you start talking to other people of how they made it through things and how they kind of built something or even just like Amin, like the way when I see him work on stuff, like when he like when he puts together um guests and things like that when he starts reaching out, it's like I'll look at that and be like, "Okay, wow, like this is how this is how hard he works, right?" And then like this is how hard he works. And like it kind of sets you it sets the tone for you to be like, "All right, well, you've met this person who's accomplished this many things who like that you might want and they've kind of laid out what they had to do to get there so it kind of gives you like a like a framework right um so for me it was kind of just like perspective like it's understanding how different people work and how you can kind of pick apart things that you can use in that so that's been a great way for me to kind of understand like where my shortcomings are and where I can improve and things like that just from learning from people so that's 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 been the biggest thing for me um and for me it's been uh, kind of just like taken away and learning the importance of how communication specifically uh can be really kind of important to one maybe accelerate career or just open up avenues so every podcaster that our guests sorry that we've talked to has one way or form kind of shared that you know if you build a strong communication skill um you're able to open up the doors to a lot more things whether it be storytelling whether it be presenting it in front of a board or other stakeholders when you're raising money um you really need to learn how to structure your conversations in a way where it's just not you know you're going up there and maybe winging the conversation stuff like that 
none of that stuff you actually have to kind of practice and understand like how to approach these scenarios and different scenarios with different stakeholders um and you know uh it's it's a communication skills or it's like it's a i, I feel like it's a lifelong journey you know you're not going to be great at it day one that's one thing i've taken away from like most of our guests is just like continue growing that skill because it's only going to help you kind of uh scale uh your career or whatever you're doing business-wise in the future yeah i guess a podcast is a great way to practice your communication skills as well right so. all right so so just um on, on what you said Amon. so how how like how do you guys approach a conversation with guests because i listen i was listening to a show today i don't know the guy's name but it was like the guy was talking about ufc i feel like maybe he sells gloves maybe oh yeah. jeff jeff lopes Yes. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So I was listening to that conversation, right? And it doesn't sound like, you know, you've got this question and answer sort of format. It just sounds like you guys was talking, but I assume that, you know, you had an idea of what you want this episode to look like. So, so how did you, how do you approach those conversations? Cause to the output that you get is supernatural, right? It just sounds like you guys are having a conversation, but there's obviously like some sort of strategy behind that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think how we structure our conversation is we always do research on our guests first. Um, so just understanding the industry and the easiest way is obviously just to go through LinkedIn, look at their history, um, search their name up in Google, see what they're doing, stuff like that. Right. Um, and so we get a sense of like, you know, where, where they've been, how they're doing kind of thing. And then from there, we kind of structure conversations in a way that's appealing to like our, um, our target base. So it's really conversations around, uh, growth mindset, uh, things around say, you know, wealth and how to grow a business and those kind of things. So that has a natural appeal. So what we'll do is like, we'll uh, list usually four to five questions and something like that um, and send it over to our podcast um, guest. And uh, that's like the basis of the conversation. And from there, what we do is like, we'll start off the conversation with question one and we'll go through that. But from there, we just have a natural organic conversation, but we still kind of follow that whole little trend line. Um, and I think that keeps us the transition and stuff like that clean. So it feels like a natural conversation, but in the back end, we're like, um, also kind of following how we've kind of structured it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then another question that I, just me being super nosy, but also cause I've had this experience before is have you ever had, I don't know if a difficult guest is the right word, but I've definitely had guests where it seems like they don't understand what a podcast is. So you ask them a question and they'll be like, yes. <laughs> Yo, Sherison, we we've had this like twice, so I'm gonna give you this one to share. Obviously, we don't like to throw any of our guests under the bus, so we won't name names. But yeah, you don't have to name yeah, names. Yeah, it's just like I I think it's very evident when you start talking to someone if this is going to be an enjoyable podcast, <laughs> and in the sense that like you want it to you want it to be a fun conversation, but also you want it to be something that is easy to listen to and you know digestible for for the audience. But um, yeah, so we had a couple. Uh, I think we had one example where they would explain everything to the T and like the conversation was just going so long. Like if you ask them like, dude, is the sky blue? Like they'd, they'd tell you why the sky is blue. You know what I mean? And like, that's not, that's not bad. It's just their personality. And so the conversation just went so long and like that took a lot to just like trying to maneuver it back into their questions and things like that. Um, and then on the flip side of that, we had another guest who kind of just came on and like you what like what you said, it was kind of like one word or two word answers, and it, it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't going anywhere, you know, and we were like, hey, like how did you kind of overcome uh you know setbacks in, in the beginning when people doubted you, and it was like 
just kept going it's like okay I, that, i'm not like i'm sure you did but like can you give us more you know and it's like we want to understand yeah, your story it's time, yeah it's like yeah. we want to tell a story and this is your chance to tell a story so why don't why aren't you saying anything so we've had a bit of both <laughs> and like it, it, it's amin and i are normally like on the back end uh like texting each other there should be like oh ask this next or you want to take this next things like that so like there are sometimes we're just like all right so should we close this off like should we is it about time to wrap it up so yeah it, it's tough man but it, it's i guess it, it comes with the territory of, of meeting different people it's everyone communicates differently right yeah that that that, that story's funny because like we i think we expected like 40 minute conversation because um to give you background guy has a, a very large instagram page uh and so we wanted to learn how to grow uh instagram and all that kind of stuff and it's just like throw content post content <laughs> i'm like yeah okay and then i'm just like this we had like six or seven questions and we're we're at like the 15 minute mark and we're like we're at question six already man like this is not going good and so we're just like All right, whatever this is gonna be a wash and so we just let it we just let it slide because there was like little to no value in this episode because uh, it was just yes and no like that that's the that's the issues that you sometimes run into right yeah yeah for sure i've had the 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 ones that i've had are usually the one word like i had someone that came on the show and everybody that i've talked to about this person when like since they knew they they were going to be on the show they were like oh you know that's a great guest it's gonna be a great conversation you know they know so much and then i think the whole interview was booked for an hour it ran about 20 minutes like there was zero editing i just put the whole thing out because I, I didn't want to have someone on the show and then, like, I, I imagine they don't care. They probably don't even know if the episode went out or not. But I didn't want to have them on the show and not put it out. And it turns out when I put it out, nobody came back and said, um, you know, it wasn't a good episode. They just said you left. They, they, the comments that I got was like, you left a lot on the table. But in my head, it was like, it wasn't, I didn't leave a lot on the table. That was everything I could get. I would have, yeah, it just, it was just, yeah. It's, it's hard because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, yeah, me, like, we can have a great conversation now. And then, you know, somebody else will hear this conversation and expect it to be great. And then you get on the podcast and somebody had a bad day and, you know, just, they're just, they're not up for it. So another thing that I wanted to ask about, cause you guys are both finance guys, right? Or like at least in the finance industry, I think, you, I think it's fair to say you're both finance guys, right? So does the podcast generate any revenue? So a uh, majority of our revenue comes in from the form of sponsorship. So we use like this uh, tool called Podcorn. Um, so it just provides some sponsorship opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so not to say we're millionaires or anything, it's a, it's still a start. Um, so just like small, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there. Um, and like, I, I think a focus is really not so much on the revenue side of things right now. It's more so building the brand. Uh, and once you establish the brand opportunities come themselves. Like, uh, I think a lot of podcasters need to start realizing like, if you're going in it for the money and you think you're going to make a lot of money, um, you're not, it's not going to work out. And that's with any business, really. A lot of people say the same thing. Like, just because there's money in the field doesn't mean, like, you can execute and you have passion about it or whatever. So, like, I think uh, people need to focus on building the brand first. Um, and then <clears throat> revenue will come and opportunities will come through that. Okay. All right. So then one of the questions that I wanted to ask is because you guys have a weekly, it's a weekly podcast, right? It's, it's every week. It's been going for like, is it a year? It's over a year now, right? Yeah, we just did a year. Yep. Okay. So you've had, yeah. So you've had a weekly podcast for over a year. So within that year, has there ever been a time when you guys are like, 
you know what, like, let's, let's wrap this, let's call it quits. Let's, you know, it gets to Tuesday and you guys are just like, I, I don't feel like putting out the thing tomorrow. Like, has that happened? Or are you guys still like, like, has there ever been a time like that? So just to clarify, do you mean like, we're not doing an episode right now? Or do you mean like, like, forget the podcast, we're, we're stopping the podcast? Either or, I guess, I guess my question is similar to your question when you asked that guy, like, have you faced adversity? And he was like, keep going. So definitely don't give me the keep going answer. <laughs> but yeah, any, any, anything in that vein of, in that vein of thought. Yeah. Yeah, man. You just got to put out content. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think, uh, I'll, 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 I'm going to answer this next, but, um, I, I've never had the feeling that I wanted to stop the podcast. It's always been something that like, it, it's been fun and it's been something for us to learn from. So I think. It took me a while to get over the fact that like, you know, you, you work on this piece of content so much and it's like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it gets like 10 views and it's like, dude, what? Like, you got to get over that that initial feeling of like, this isn't good enough because no one liked it. It's just like, I like this and I think it's important. So I put it out. Um, and so once you get past that, I feel like there's nothing, there's no reason to feel like, you know, I need to stop this. It's not popular enough or things like that. Um, but as for at a smaller scale, like episode wise, yeah, we, we've had weeks. Um, I, I, I do like uh, from the editing side, I've like, if I get caught up with work and stuff like that, like I'll message them in to be like, yo, I like, this is going to be pushed a couple days. Like, like this week we've had, uh, it's actually a holiday this week. So our whole week is like broken up. Work has been crazy. So like our episodes kind of just coming out now. So we, we've had instances like that, but, um, yeah, it, it's kind of just managing, uh, managing our own schedule right like at the end of the day we like this is a passion project so if you find yourself getting stressed about it, like a work deadline i feel like that's when you're going to start being resentful towards it so you got to enjoy it and just be like you know you got to roll with the punches so that's just how i see it for me it's just like um i, I use this podcast as an avenue to get away from like the regular nine to five lifestyle so it's just like for me it doesn't feel like work it's fun right so meeting new people, learning from new people, having those connections available to you. Um, and so it's like, yeah, we'll have a few weeks where we push the episode a couple of days, but that's like, we're still posting. Um, so like, as in like totally canceling, no, I, I think people need to realize like classic example, I can give you like Joe Rogan at his early stage. Like nobody really listened to his podcast. Um, I think he got up to episode like 400 or something. And then he started blowing off and he even had a brand, right? And so, like, it, it just goes to show, like, podcasting, if you, like, not to say, like, hey, just put out content or whatever, but, um, you know, if you kind of keep at it, and I think um, over time, like, a lot of the great podcasts are, you know, in their hundreds or 150 episode range, um, that's where you kind of have a huge library and you can just, you know, work with a lot of content and uh, you've really established yourself at that point when you've, uh, you know, you've just hit 50, so next milestone's 100. Um, and once we get there, we'll see like how things are going, stuff like that. And just to that point, I feel like as you work through it, it becomes something that you never thought it was. You know what I mean? Like just using the Joe example, like who thought there would be a point where we, we have like a consensus that Joe would be a good president or something, you know, like that's a real thing right now because of how big he is. And so for us, like we went from, you know, asking like small business owners to now like we've. We have an episode coming out soon where we've had a chance to speak with one of uh, one of the, like a big professor in, in Canada. Like that was a huge deal for us. So like just to see that transition too, it's like, dude, even if we're not, you know, making a million downloads or whatever, it's like just see the progression of it. It's like you're doing something. You're doing something right. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I guess the the following for that. So since I started doing this show, so I think you guys will be like 
my seventh or eighth episode. Like I'm doing the same thing you did. Like I'm, I'm batching episodes before I roll it out. So I'm not under pressure to get one out next week. One of the things that I've noticed is most of the guests are like, download numbers don't matter because they're not, that's not a listen, right? Like a download is not a listen. A download is it went to your device. And something that my first guest said, which I thought was really interesting is literally you could pay somebody to set up like a little server farm and give you a million downloads. And to sponsors, that would look amazing. But when when they see what the the output of, you know, how many sales did you make is zero because nobody listens, right? So so in terms of metrics, like how do you guys judge, um, you know, how, how many people are listening? How, I guess a better way of saying it is how do you judge if the trend is going upwards or, you know, I, like you guys are putting out solo episodes now and you've had a really good response from that. So like how do you gauge that response to be like, we should do more of this, we should do less of this, that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I think like to your point, like downloads is not a critical metric that we really follow because it's not going to really be the end all reflection of, you know, whether or not this was good or bad. I think what we use really to kind of uh, assess whether or not something is working or in general, the podcast is working is like the opportunities that have come to us in the form through our content. So it's really that organic reach. Right? And I think that's so important. Um just because like people are starting to talk about it. Um, and so it's like we, we really utilize our guests to kind of use their network as well to share the episode too. Um, that gets a lot of organic listens. And then we have an existing base that we kind of try to interact with through Instagram and all that stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of a reflection. Like really what we want to assess is engagement. Um, and if we're having high levels of engagement, like 10 plus percent or whatever, uh, however we set the bar, I think that's a good sign that, you know, people are listening, people care about the content um, and it's good. Right. So, um, and then people get lost in podcast world about, oh, you have 10,000 downloads for an episode or something like that. Uh, like to your point, that doesn't mean they listen to it. They can literally just press play and that's a download. Right. So um, it's, it's a finicky kind of metric. Um, and yeah, so for us, I think it's really more um, how, engaged an individual is uh, to a certain topic and we'll structure different new topics in the future based on like the engagement levels that we've uh, seen. Yeah, man. I would argue that like this is probably more impactful than a download. You know, you reaching out to us to be like, hey, like, can you be on my podcast? Like that speak to us to be like, oh, there are people who appreciate what we're doing and they like what we're doing. They want to talk to us, right? Like that means way more to us than however many downloads, right? Because that's tangible and you can see it. So yeah, and and to your point, Jerison, it's like I have no idea how many downloads you get. So you guys could have a really nice Instagram page and fifty episodes, and nobody listened to it. But I still want to talk to you guys. So, like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make that much of an impact. Um, all right, cool. So so I have like a couple of um, well, I say a couple. Let me just pull it up. But I have a couple of quick fire questions, and then I got one last question, and then we can wrap. So the first question is, um, who is your hosting platform? Anchor. Where did you get or who who created your podcast logo? Uh, we used uh, Fiverr and we got uh, a freelancer to do it for us. What microphone do you guys use to record your shows? Uh, it is a Mal, Mal, I'm not, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Mal, Butcher the name. Mal, Mal, Moeno. Moeno. Probably Moeno, Moeno something is, like that. Uh, it's from Amazon. So guys, don't spend too much. Get what you need <laughs> until you grow. And then the last question, I guess this one for you, Sherriston, is what audio editing software do you use? Dude, I kind of just edit the video and then I extract the audio and I cut through it. So again, yeah. So from that side, like I haven't learned the audio specific program just yet. And so that's been that's been my learning curve. So right now I'm just editing video, 
extracting all the noises that we don't need in that um, and then just taking out the audio from that. Okay, that sounds like a good way to do it because you guys post that to YouTube and stuff as well, right? Or, right, yeah. kind of post yeah. everywhere. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, cool. And then I, I told like so final question in this in this quick fire round never ends up being a quick fire round, um, which is um, what are the top three favorite podcasts that you guys are listening to right now? Joe Rogan is for me is number one. That's kind of easy. Uh, How I Built This by Guy Raz. Um, and then I don't know if I have a third one, but maybe another one would be the, it's more of a YouTube channel. Uh, and Jerison put me on this. Uh, I, I forgot what the channel is called, but it's by Sagar and Crystal. Um, and so those individ- two individuals are really cool. Uh, share like real life stories and real, real stuff, real news, like real news. Breaking points, I think. Yeah, breaking yeah. points, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, they're, uh, I'm going to steal that one too, Breaking Points. Uh, they're essentially uh, like a political show and one host is liberal, one host is conservative. So you kind of get both sides. Um, and it's really cool. It's, it's like the opposite of traditional media, right? Because where you're kind of force fed one side of the narrative. Um, yeah, also Breaking Points is definitely one of them. Uh, one of my favorites right now is Lex Friedman. Um, I, I kind of found him through Joe um, and his conversations tend to go on the physics science side and kind of get lost in things. Uh, so it's fun to listen to. Uh, and also, the I'm going to go with Joe Rogan as well there because uh, I feel like he fell off a little bit with Spotify once he moved to Spotify. But, you know, he has good weeks where he starts putting in like these crazy guests. And I'm like, ah, you got me. Like, I'm back now. <laughs> like, I'm back in this now. Yeah, me too. I feel like that it depends. What, uh, the thing that I like about Joe Rogan is because he has like such a wide range of guests. Like when he has comedians, generally speaking, like Dave Chappelle, I listen to the rest of them. If I see comedian and I don't know them, I'm probably not interested. But then you'll see like, you know, like some genetic physicists or something. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then they, it always ends up being a conversation where I can then afterwards go and tell someone, did you know this? Yeah. 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 He gets, he gets like the best experts from every industry, um, which we're, we're trying to do with like, so the prof that we just uh, interviewed, he's like, one of the top strategy professors in Canada. Um, and so we asked him about a few things and, you know, even like politics and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting. It, it also did show, yeah, it also did show us how un, un, uneducated we were. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. It's yeah. like, it, it maybe like, you, you know, maybe like you, you can chime in on this as well. Cause I know you've had this experience, like being a guest, it's, it's so hard managing the conversation and then also being lost in the conversation. Cause it's like, you're interested, right? Like you, you're interviewing this person because you're interested in what they're doing. So you get to a point where it's like, oh, wow, like I'm, this is so cool. And then it's like, oh, shit. it's like I got asked the next question. So it's like, it's yeah, tough. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've totally had that experience. I think the thing that I read, well, at least the thing that I try and do, because ideally it would be like, this is a two hour conversation. So you have loads of time, like what Joe Rogan does, right? You can go in off all these tangents and you can come back and be like, oh, I wanted to ask this question. Yeah. Whereas in an hour, it's like, if you guys go off on a really good tangent, I don't want to rush you guys because I want to talk about this other thing because what you're talking about might be way more interesting to the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, you don't want to go off on this tangent where you can't get back because now time's up and then you've got this episode that doesn't really go anywhere. So it's, it's definitely a difficult process, yeah. But I, I really, the best conversations I have are the ones where, you know, kind of like this one, like I didn't have that many notes. So sometimes I go into it and I'm like, I know, like, you you know, this person that I'm interviewing is a, uh, like a professional podcast editor. So all I want to talk to them is about that because that's the most interesting thing to me. And then, you know, there's conversations like this where it's like, I don't know what your guys' answer is going to be. So like, I have an idea of like where I could take this, but then I, I'd prefer to just have a conversation 
And, you know, like, why did you do this? Or why did you do that? Or, or that kind of thing. Because um, it sounds much more natural. And then I feel like somebody listening feels like it's more interesting. Because it's super yeah. jarring. If you if you told me that story about, you know, the guy just said, you know, he's talking about like why the sky's blue and it went on forever. Or the guy just said, you know, just post content. And then I'm like, okay, so talk to me about revenue. Because then it's just like the person that's listening is going to catch that. And then they're not really, it doesn't like flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I totally get that. But all right. So last question, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to someone that you've learned through doing your podcast? Go, go in there with low expectations. Um, like don't expect the world um, right away. Uh, just have fun doing it and uh, the learning experience. So um, that, that would be my kind of best piece of advice. Yeah, man. For me, I think it's just, just go do it. Just, just go do it however you can. Um, and I leading on, I'm leading in on that question about you asking me, uh, what audio software I'm using. Your listeners, there's, you're probably going to have some listeners who listen and be like, man, that guy's stupid. He doesn't use audio software. It's like, dude, I don't know how, but I'm figuring it out. Right. So it's kind of just like, just get in there. And that's the only way you're going to learn how just, just start doing it. And it's not going to be great, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. Great. And and to your point, the flip side of that is I'm super interested in how you manage to get a podcast out that sounds good without using audio editing software. Because for me, video and audio is two different jobs. Like it would take me double the time. So I think that's super impressive. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I've, uh, that's why I guess, I guess that's why it takes you three hours, right? <laughs> like <laughs> I'm cutting out like every little noise. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just I'm sure there's a better way. But that's just what I mean. It's like I haven't figured that out yet, but I am. And to that point, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are probably like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. But like, you're not going to learn that. Just go do it. And then you'll learn it. Start off small, like the old analogy, Rome was not built overnight kind of thing. Right. So. All right. Well, that's a good way to close it off. So last, last question is, um, where can people find out more about your show? Where can they find you guys online, social media, like all that good stuff? Yeah. Instagram, uh, Generation Hustle Pod is our podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on any podcast platform. It's called Generation Hustle. Yeah. We are building out our TikTok. So uh, that's going to be popping soon. But follow us uh, there as well. Follow us on Twitter. It's a Generation H because obviously we can't, I don't know, it's like the length of the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's, I think, I think I've covered it all. All right. That's a wrap for me. So is there anything that you want to talk about that I didn't ask? Yeah. I was going to say it's, uh, it's, it's rare for us to be interviewed. So it's like, um I, I don't know how <laughs> this is gonna come you know what i mean it's a different experience where you're interviewing you can tell like oh this is going great but like when you're being interviewed it's a little different too so but yeah it's uh it's interesting big thanks to today's guests sheriston and aman go follow them over on instagram and go check out their podcast generation hustle wherever you listen to podcasts lots of interesting topics over there and they have tons of interesting people on the show as always all the links are in the show notes so go and check them out and if you can't find the show notes in your podcast app you can go to insidethepod.co slash episode seven okay so no highlight of the week this week instead i wanted to talk to you about download numbers and specifically the download numbers for this podcast that's correct the actual download numbers for this podcast so if you remember in episode one travis brown challenged me to not look at my download numbers for the first 30 days after i launched the show and i did exactly that and then exactly 30 days after i launched the show i logged into my podcast hosting platform and i had a quick look so the download numbers for this show after 30 days were 171 unique listeners and 231 downloads so as you will have heard from a lot, a lot of guests that I've had on the show so far and many to come in the future, download numbers don't really mean all that much. 
And the way that my hosting platform breaks it down is they try and figure out which of those downloads was the same user or the same listener, because you may have somebody who doesn't actually download the podcast and just streams it. And, you know, they might stream 10 minutes in the morning and they might stream 10 minutes in the afternoon and 20 minutes in the evening. And so that's all one person. So the number that I decided to focus on was unique listeners rather than downloads for that very purpose. And it showed me it was 171 unique listeners. So is that good or is that bad? In my opinion, the answer to that question is neither. It's not good and it's not bad because download numbers and listener count is not a metric of quality. It does not tell you if somebody liked your show or didn't like your show or any of that kind of stuff. It doesn't even tell you if somebody listened. Somebody could have downloaded that episode and get counted as a listener, but they didn't actually listen to the show. So I don't think it's good or bad. I don't think it's a metric of anything. The thing that I do think is a valuable metric and which I also looked at was completion rate. So you can log into your Apple podcast dashboard or Spotify and many other players and they will show you stats from their own apps that will show you how many people listen on the app, how many people subscribed on the app. And they also show you completion rate in some places it's called listener rate and a couple of places it's called the other thing, but it all means the same thing. And what it means is how long did somebody listening to the episode listen for? Did they listen to the whole thing? And which would be a hundred percent completion rate. Did they listen to 70% of it? Did they listen to 50? Did they drop off after the first two minutes? So I had a look on Apple Podcasts and because the show is fairly new, there wasn't that much info. A lot of the shows didn't show me any stats and it just said, you know, not enough info yet to give you any kind of information. But a couple of the episodes did have enough information. And what it showed me for one episode specifically, which I thought was really interesting, was 100% of people listened at the start, obviously. And then after two minutes, 50% of that of those listeners dropped off and it might sound like, oh, that's really bad. 50% completion rate is terrible. But what happened, or at least what it looks like to me, is the introduction to the show, which tells you what the show is about. Sometimes I play clips from the show is within the first two minutes. So what it looks like was 50% of the people that started listening to the episode, listened to the first two minutes, they heard what it was about, and they decided, you know what, this is not for me, and they stopped listening. And that's totally fine because every show is not going to be for everybody. And I would want people listening to the show that want to listen to the show and not people listening to the show that don't want to listen to the show. So the people that weren't interested in the show dropped off in the first two minutes. And the thing that I thought was really impressive was the 50% that remained listening to the show listened to the entire episode. So for the audience that actually wanted to listen to the episode, they listened to 100% of the episode, which I thought was great. And I actually thought was a really useful statistic because it goes to show that having that introduction where you tell the listener what the show is about is really important, especially because it's much better they know upfront what the show is about and decide whether they want to listen or not. And if they don't want to listen, they get the opportunity to drop off because they know what the show is going to be about. It's much better to do that than to not tell them to not give them a very clear indication of what the show is about. Let them listen for 10 or 15 minutes, realize it's not for them and stop. And then it kind of skews your stats a little bit because then it would look like, okay, people listen for 10 minutes and then 50% of the audience dropped off. Now, did that 50% drop off because of something that happened at the 10 minute mark? Was it something else? You don't know. But here it seems very clear. People listened to the show, heard what it was about, decided it wasn't for them and dropped off. And the people that listened to the rest of the show listened to the whole thing. So to me, that's a really, really useful statistic. And then the final thing that I wanted to say about that is to me, 171 unique listeners, I would consider a win for the main reason being that every single one of those people 
were not my friends and they were not my family. I did not get my network involved. And most of the people, like most people that know me don't actually know that I have this new show always called. So the people that found the podcast and the people that listened to it, which was 171 people, found the show mostly through Instagram and through word of mouth and from my guests very generously sharing the show with their audience. So I think for month one, essentially starting from, you know, zero followers and building it up to 171 in the first month is pretty good. And I think it kind of shows you the power of Instagram and it kind of shows you the power of getting your guests involved with the process because, you know, the more your guests share the show, the more I, the more listeners you get on the show. I believe the technical term is actually earballs. So, you know, so the more earballs you get on the show and therefore the more organically you can grow your audience. So just, you know, that's just some food for thought there. Um, so all in all, I'm pretty happy with that. I won't be looking for the next 30 days because I want to focus primarily on the creation process. I don't think the download numbers tell me all that much. And I think things like listener rate and completion rate is really useful information. But I also think the more data I have, which would build up across the next 30 days, the more it will be useful to me. So I won't be looking for the next 30 days, but in 30 days time, I will report back where we're at in terms of download numbers and listeners and completion rates and all that good stuff. And I'd be really interested to know specifically, what do you think of this segment? Is it useful to hear me talking about download numbers and how I use that information? Is it not? Would you like me to hear me talking about something else in a similar vein? Or do you have an opinion on those numbers? You know, do you think 50% completion rate for half of the audience after they dropped off is great or terrible? If you have any feedback on this segment or on my download numbers or any of that stuff, I'd really, really like to hear from you. You can find me at Inside the Pod Studio on Instagram or my email address is freely available, rob at insidethepod.co. I reply to everybody's email, so feel free to ping me there as well. And I will catch you on the next episode of Inside the Podcast Studio. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so with a coffee donation at insidethepod.co slash donate or by hitting the link in the show notes. Caffeine is literally what fuels this podcast. And if you don't want to miss future episodes of the show, make sure you follow or subscribe in your podcast app of choice. And also make sure you hit that auto download button so the next episode will be downloaded straight to your device and ready to go. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode of Inside the Podcast Studio. A coffee and coding production.